there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. My guest today is straight from Hollywood. It's the star of Lost Boys, Flatliners, Young Guns, star of the small screen too with 24 and Designated Survivor. And now he's back with his third album, which I must say I was dosy doing around the kitchen just this morning. The gorgeous Bloor Street is out now. Welcome on board, Kiefer Sutherland. Final boarding call for Keeper Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland, final boarding call. Final boarding call for Keeper Sutherland. Come on, where are you? Thank you. Keeper Sutherland, how you doing, my love? I'm doing great, Ellen. How are you? Really good, really good. Now, listen, you are perfect to be on this uh, travel podcast because your brand new album's out on the 21st of January next year, Bluer Street. Yes. Now, that tell me about that. That's a street because I watched your video. Oh, my God, proper nostalgia fest for you, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Tell us about that um, street because it's in Canada, isn't it? Toronto. It is. It's 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 a main street going east and west in Toronto, and the main intersection is with a street called Young Street, uh, which goes north and south, and that is the center of town. And I was shooting a television show called Designated Survivor. Oh yes. Uh, and and we shot that show in Toronto, and um, it was just it was it was one of those moments. I was I was walking down the street, and I just started kind of humming a melody, and I kind of came up. Uh, with the first couple lines of, of of the verse, and I was just feeling very nostalgic about where I grew up, and um, and so I, I ended up just writing the song. It was one of the few songs for the record that I wrote before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but I just I started remembering kind of how lucky I was as a as a kid, you know, uh, when I was about ten or eleven years old, you know. When, when I was growing up, you know, your mom kind of kicked you out of the house around nine o'clock in the morning. And as long as you came home by supper at six, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah. everything was what it was. And so we would hop on the subway and we would go down to Bloor and Young. And, and you know, 
the everything you know for a 10 year old or 11 year old yeah that's where the adults are and that's where it's really happening and and it was so cool to be able to have the freedom to explore yeah uh like that and so it it was um it was just an amazing an amazing opportunity and so i just and i i have kids and i have grandkids and i know that they weren't allowed that kind of freedom so no. i was really grateful for it and the song is just a just a really fond uh kind of memory and looking back at uh at a city that i grew up in and a city that i love and because you can't really explain to kids these days when you when you were younger you'd just be let out at 9am with a stick and you'd spend the whole day yeah. with a stick just walking around a field and you'd be really happy and then you'd come back yeah, to your Yeah, and if you were and lucky f- by 6 o'clock you'd <laughs> yeah, be home yeah, with a yeah. stick and a rock. <laughs> How many paninis would you like, Mr Sutherland? 24? So where did the beard come from? You haven't got your beard now. Was the beard because of Covid? Um, I think it was a bit of a lazy, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and, and the beard's kind of growing back. Um, it's 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 in a halfway stage now. Um, will yeah, it be will it, just, will it be ready for the tour? This beard, will we see it on uh, tour when I, you come to England? Prob- I think it will probably accompany me with the tour. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, you yeah. really suit a beard, and you know some people don't suit beards, but you you know it. It suits well, you. Well, thank you very, thank you very much. I've I've had a few people say nice things about the beard, and I was like, oh shit, I better grow it back. Yeah. So you know, um, uh, and a little bit of ginger in of your you. beard as well. A little bit of ginger. Now you know what that means, li- don't you? You've uh, got I, Viking it's a lot blood. Of gin- Viking blood. My my brother is a ginger and thick, flaming red hair, and uh, and I idolize my brother. Uh, growing up. And so when I actually had a red beard, I was really proud of that. Uh, unfortunately, now it's speckled with a little gray. Uh, and and so, but but yeah, uh, it's definitely a red beard. Well, I'm, my brother's a ginge as well. And um, yeah, my, my, my mum must be so proud. She's got a gay son and a ginger gu- son. So I think we get a grant <laughs> or something. So um, that we used to joke that her vagina was haunted, but we're fine with it now. And... <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I like because with the ginger it means you've got Viking and that's what I love because I, I'm the least Viking person you can imagine but yeah. isn't it funny somewhere along the line my relatives and your relatives they might have been up there pillaging and like you yeah. know in these I, massive longboats I absolutely believe it Because that's the thing about the album. It's like bluesy, smoky, sipping a whiskey, smoking a cigarette. It's got that after hours kind of feel to it. So people must expect for you, come on, Kiva, where are we going now? Because people ask me and I'm like, I'm knackered. I, you know, I'm just knackered. You know, we used to just play the show and then we would find a place to go out and have a drink. And if we ran into you, great. Um, but England was the first few shows where we just went, oh, we're wasting time. And we just brought the bottle out on stage and poured a drink and, and had it with them right there in the middle of the show. Um, you know, and, and, and that was it. It was, it was just, it's always about let's, let's have a really nice night. 
You know, if we're going to do this, let's have a really nice night together. And, and music will be a part of it, but so will telling some stories and having a drink and, and all of it. So um, are you inspired a lot by the uh, the UK music scene and stuff? I mean, will you, when you come over here, will you, if you go and see where the Beatles are and like Manchester and, and all that? I mean, I know you've done them all before, but... Do you do that kind of thing? You know, are you thought you do as much as you can, but I mean, we're doing three shows, four shows in a row. So it's pretty much, you play your show, you get on the bus, you go to the next town, you unload, you know, it's for all of the years that I dreamed about what that might be like. Uh, it was, it was a pretty big bummer when I found out the reality like here I was on a bus with all of my friends and we're going to play a show and then we've got the rest of the night to do whatever we want. And yeah, okay, the first couple of shows, then you do that. And then like by day three, it's like, I can't talk. <laughs> you know, you've lost <laughs> your voice. and So it's yeah. just impossible yeah. to kind of do the kind of rock and roll fantasy that you might have. Um, but with regards to the music in England, uh, you know, a lot of the music that I write is kind of really rooted in Americana and kind of almost country music in the sense that it's following a direct first person narrative of telling a story. And, uh, and the thing that I've loved about British music that I is, is unlike Americana. Uh, I find it's more melodic, uh, that there's more consideration to the concept of a melody, something that's maybe hookier, that's going to, you know, use more notes. Um, and, you know, a, a, a perfect band for, you know, Oasis was a band like that, that they could take, uh, you know, a very simple song structure of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. Uh, but the melody was just so wonderful, you know, and it was so flexible. Uh, whereas the kind of Americana thing is very kind of straightforward. Um, Not enough whiskey in the world tonight. So it's just really covering three notes. Whereas, you know, the Oasis stuff was really kind of dynamic. And, and so... All right, I kid, and it? Did you understand what Liam Minogue was singing? All right, how'd you call? Because it's all right, wasn't um, it? I, I did for the most you part. You got to roll with it. I did for the most part, but I certainly was, you know, I found the, the melodies so hooky that, uh, that that's what I was really attracted to at first. And so I've just, you know, I've, I've always tried to kind of, and certainly I feel this record has made a big step forward in that regard, uh, is to try and kind of pay a little more attention to maybe trying to create a melody that's a, maybe a little more dynamic than what the construct of Americana music would normally allow. Welcome on board, Mr. Bauer. How long's the flight? 24 hours. 24. Oh my God! Ah! Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale... Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch.
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. So tell us, what else can we expect from the album then? Well, I think one of the one of the things I found most interesting kind of about listening to the record when it was completed and kind of figuring out the order of the songs was uh, I couldn't help but notice that it, it, it felt like the most positive kind of hopeful record uh, and collection of songs that I've written. Because um, I can be sarcastic and I've got a bit of a pessimistic side and, and I... I found it interesting that during this incredibly difficult time, which has been this last kind of year and a half of this pandemic, that I started writing these really hopeful songs. And I think it was because uh, I became acutely aware of how lucky I am. You know, I've been able to, to do, to have this career and be able to make films and do theater and, and, and now make music. And, and I've just, kind of was in my house for the first time in my life, you know, because I've spent most of my time on the road. And I'm like, oh, my God, I really like my house. And, oh, my God, I really like my girlfriend. <laughs> and, and all of that these helps. things that you kind of, you spend on the road, if you're on the road a lot, you kind of, you like, I think I love her, but, you know, but we haven't spent so much time together. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just, I felt really fortunate and I felt really lucky and I think a lot of the songs songs like so full of love and two stepping in time yeah two stepping in time uh, definitely. they reflect that certainly lyrically and and I think also just musically they're 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 kind of fun songs and and I just found that an interesting byproduct because I'm I'm certainly aware uh around the world not only just the horrific numbers of people that have passed away because of this terrible disease, but people that have been really sick, people that have been economically hurt by this uh, in a very, very bad way. Um, And so I'm very much aware of that. Uh, But I also couldn't help but kind of acknowledge how lucky I was. and, And a lot of the songs reflect how grateful I am for that. Yeah, yeah. Hello, this is an announcement. There are two lost boys walking around the airport, two lost boys. If you've lost a boy, can you please collect the two lost boys? If they're left unattended, they will be humanely destroyed. Thank you. So listen, we are talking, this is a travel podcast. We want to know, where did you go on holiday as a child? We didn't go on holiday very much, but I do remember, um, (laughs) and my dad's going to kill me, but I, you know, my dad fought, my mom and my dad did not get along very well, and he fought very hard to have the right to have us for a few weeks in the summer and every other Christmas. But I think when push came to shove uh, back in the kind of late 70s, he really didn't know what to do with us. So I do remember this one summer being sent to go see my dad uh, for I think it was like six weeks, and I saw him. You know, we got we got off the plane, and he took me and my twin sister out to dinner and then uh, stayed in a hotel by the ferry 
And then he put us on a ferry and sent us off to camp for like six weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> I do remember thinking that was pretty funny, even at 10 or 11 years old. Um, but so, so the camp was on an island called Catalina Island, which is also open to the public. So half of the island was this boys camp and girls camp. And the other half of the island is, is a small town called Avalon. Uh, and really one of the most beautiful places in, in all of California. Uh, and so that, that I'll always remember is kind of going to visit my dad and going on a holiday <laughs> was being sent off to camp. Um, and always kind of makes me smile. And then when I was much younger, when I was about four or five, when we would go to see my father, he lived in France uh, quite a lot of the time. And or would be, it would be wherever he was making a movie. Um, and I love those trips. And especially, I mean, that's when I, you know, as, as a young boy at five years old, I would get so excited to go and see the changing of the guard in London all and, right. and, yeah. and all of the great statues in, 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 in and around Paris and just statues of Joan of Arc and this incredible sense of history. And, and I was very aware of that. So, but it was, I, it was not a set pattern. Like so many friends of mine, their families went to a cottage, you know, in, northern Canada, you know, for the summer. Uh, we didn't do that. It was wherever our, our dad was working. We kind of went and, and followed that and uh, got to see some amazing places. Got to, you know, as a kid growing up in Canada, got to understand Europe through my dad. Oh, uh, which that's I was nice. Yeah. Grateful yeah. for. Yeah. So what place in the world would you say is, you know, you say you want a bit of sexy time. Say you want to take someone, obviously your other half away. You want to have a nice, sexy time, romances in the air, where do you go? Well, I mean, it's not going to sound that exotic to you because you live there, but London would certainly be a choice and Paris would be another choice. Oh, you can't go and wrong then, with Paris, can you? No, 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 you can't. And then, uh, and then something kind of, uh, which was exciting for me almost 25 years ago, uh, I shot a film in Prague in the Czech Republic and the Czech Republic had maybe been separated from the Soviet Union for less than 10 years. Uh, and I just never worked in a place where I ever kind of ran into a population that was that happy. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, there's no lines for toilet paper. They're getting radios uh, and, and boom boxes that they'd never even seen before, CD players. And, and when, when I shot there, it literally felt like there was just just nationwide party going on that had lasted almost a decade and and it was one of the kind of most interesting places i'd ever been i remember i took a friend of mine uh to dinner we'd only been there for about three days and and we didn't know where to go and we walked into this place for dinner and we thought it was kind of looked like a very kind of top star restaurant and we we went in and sat down and, and had an absolutely lovely meal and we're, we're talking and out of nowhere, this couple comes out into the middle of the restaurant in bathrobes. And I'm like, well, that's a bit odd. <laughs> and my, my friend is looking at it, too. And all of a sudden, they take their bathrobes off. And they're Ooh. naked. And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem very sanitary. <laughs> and then they start making love on the floor. Uh <laughs> and I've never seen anything like it since. And... And the guy I was with was 15 years older than me. And the two of us got so provincial. We, like, put our heads down. It was like, don't look at that. And we, we, we were so, uh, 
we were so childish about the whole thing, but I do remember thinking, well, wow, they're doing stuff here that I've never seen before. And, and, uh, so, yeah, so Prague is always interesting for a turn. That is so English, though, isn't it? Just, like, looking away <laughs> when someone is, like, when someone like starts smoking in, like, a non-smoking thing. We just get all very English, don't we? Yeah, well, <laughs> but, and, this, and then they finished and just got up as if it was nothing. Uh, no one clapped. So what? <laughs> I, I was just so relieved that we could look up again, you know? But it was... So what, uh, what, what, yeah, what the so, hell was this place? And you, I, was I you have, having dinner in no a brothel? Idea. Uh, no, no, no. It was a nice restaurant. I think it was just like a kind of an art display, um, live action. Oh, well, um, I'd say. And I'd never <laughs> seen it again. You know, I was trying to explain it to someone like two weeks later while I was making the film. And of course, I was new to the city, so I could never find it again. No, no. Um, but it was, it was, yeah, that was one of my great travel kind of moments of like, wow, you're not in Kansas anymore. No, <laughs> I'd say. Imagine if that actually happened now with TripAdvisor. I mean, it's bad enough people slagging off your restaurant, but people slagging off how bad you are at having sex. I mean, you know, can you imagine that? No, they'll take your owl away. (laughs) That'll be that. (laughs) To the couple on row C, if you'd like to put your food on the table provided rather than your breasts, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Now, listen, what are you like for local delicacies? Will you... Be a bit brave. Will you eat street food? Has anything gone I'm, wrong when you've eaten them? I'm braver now. Yeah. Um, but street food, street food is kind of just generally food of the people anyway. So yeah. You, yeah. that, you know, everybody's got their own version of a hot dog or a hamburger in whatever country they are. And that's generally what you're going to find on the street. I do remember I was shooting a film uh, in Mexico City and I was the only person on the cast that ate street food and didn't you know, get very sick. So I think I have a constitution for it. Um, and I think as, as I'm getting older, like I'm a huge fan of like travel channels and travel food channels. And, and I watch that stuff all the time. And I kind of think about, oh, how fantastic it'll be to go visit that place one day. And I will try this food one day. Um, and, and I think I'm much better about it now than I certainly was in my, you know, 20s. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's cool. I, you know, the best hot dog I've ever had and America is the land of the hot dog. The best hot dog I've ever had was in Vienna. Uh, and they take this beautiful French roll and they sell them on the street all up and down, you know, the opening of the big kind of thoroughfares at the opera house. And then you just kind of continue up through the city and they'll take a, a beautiful kind of French roll and they'll stick it on a steam pipe and create a hole in it. And then they put the hot dog in it and they fill it up with whatever condiment you want. And, oh, my God, it was the best hot dog I'd ever well, had That's in, controversial. In the world. That is controversial. Yeah, and so, so I think the street food, kind of, if you get a chance wherever you're at, certainly advise trying it at least once. Yeah, because I saw that uh, YouTube video, you making your favourite recipe, your beef stew. Yeah, yeah. I've, I had a few of those... Uh, uh, I think I, I started doing the recipes because I have a lot of friends uh, that just didn't have the time to learn how to cook. Yeah. And I certainly, as a younger person, was one of those, but I had two children that I had to cook for. Oh, and I was very scared of accidentally, you know, cooking something too slow, too long, too low, and that I would accidentally poison my children. Um, so I actually went and took cooking classes because I didn't want to poison my children. 
and uh, and I really enjoyed it. And so I put up a couple recipes to try and help other people uh, that felt like I did that, that just didn't know how to get started with cooking and tried to make things as simple as possible. Um, but it's been it's actually been a lot of fun. It's been a success. Uh, I get kind of wonderful responses from mostly guys who are like, oh, my God, I didn't think I could do it. But I just <laughs> ate a steak and I'm not sick. And this is great. And, and people were very kind and kind of funny about it. And, and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think soon we're going to put up a few more new recipes. Now, are you going to have any delicacies in the UK? Now, have you tried fish and chips? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say. I'll what eat. I can't, what I can't do is I can't do the eels. That 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 just I've 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 tried. I've been in the right place to do it, um, but yeah, I just can't do it. But a mincemeat pie is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, you know, bangers and mashes. You know, all all of kind of the local kind yeah, of pub yeah, food yeah. things. Uh, I absolutely adore, and obviously, I, some places make it better than others. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we as a band, because uh, my band is all from the U.S. Uh, and our crew is all from the U.S. Uh, except for our tour manager. Uh, and so Greg's was a highlight for us. Uh, Fuck, you know, Greg's. And uh, yeah, we would. We oh, I would can't stop believe off. Keith Sutherland. It was the only way Greg's. you could get everybody off the bus at one go. Was you know you say, look, we're pulling up to a Greg's. Does anybody want something? And and man, our bus would just empty out. And then and yeah, and then they kind of. Can I stop yeah. you there, Keeper? You, when you come over here, you are going to cream your drawers because do you know what? There's now drive-through Greg's. You don't even Is have to really? get off the bus. <laughs> You are just gonna go there. You don't even have to get off the bus. You just say two steak. What's it? Sausage and bean melts. Yeah, yeah. I get. The, I like the sausage roll. And but yeah. But what's really interesting <laughs> is a how many items they have on the menu. Uh, but what I found so fascinating about kind of our group, which is about twelve people, uh, all of them have something else that they like. It's not everybody's going for the sausage roll. They actually. Oh. They have gone through the menu to figure out what their favorite is. Um, so, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's uh, yeah. I mean, the, I, I've always had a, uh, an affection for the, for the British kind of uh, menu, if you will. Yeah, and, I'm glad uh, you didn't say and delicacy. I, and I find cause... it so comforting. Yeah, there is something, it was so cold over here and it's nice to have a nice yeah. pie, isn't it, love? I'm sorry, Mr. Sutherland. We don't do Greg's on Alan Air. Why don't you try a lower budget airline? Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. 
At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. This episode is brought to you by The Weather Channel. It's suggested that brands avoid using sound effects in podcast ads. And remember to speak in a chill tone. Well, here's a suggestion for everyday life. Tap into the Weather Channel app. It's loaded with insights that help you manage your allergies, breathe easy, and use your outside voice. What in the weather are you waiting for? Be a force of nature with the Weather Channel app. Before we go, we've got to talk about what is your most extravagant holiday and location you've ever been to. We always ask this. We want decadence. We want toilet roll folded into a point. We want butler service. We want what's the best? Because, I mean, you, you, you're a musician. You're an actor. You must live in hotels. What's been the one that's blown you away? Um, well, there's been a couple. I think I don't take vacations very often. Uh, if ever, the only real vacation that I ever took was in Hawaii, was in Maui, oh, I've been uh, lovely. in in a small town called Kanapali. Uh, but that was easily thirty years ago, uh, and it was very nice. It was the Westin Hotel there, and 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 if you want to go and have kind of the, the quintessential Hawaiian vacation, uh, that's exactly where you should go. And if you do, there's a bar called Lalani's on the beach, which I highly recommend. Um, but I think kind of on a, on a decadent level where you just kind of know you're spending more money than you should, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, the Georges Saint in Paris, uh, oh, is one of the most, most beautiful hotels in the world. And if you kind of just succumb to that's what I'm going to do, uh, you know, then you go to. Harry's Bar at the Ritz-Carlton for a nightcap in the evening. And, and all around there are some of the best brasseries you'll ever find and some of the best food, and all within walking distance. Uh, but the hotel itself is just so extraordinarily beautiful. Um, and, and Please don't um, tell me you go in there and eat your Greggs. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I leave the Greggs on the train. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's, that to me is kind of... And it's not something that I've ever done for any period, length of time. Uh, but just if you want three days to feel kind of pampered and spoiled and, and you want an excuse to put on a nice suit and a nice jacket and shave off your beard, uh, the Georges Saint in Paris will do it for you. Oh, fantastic. I must say, you know, you said Maui. I had such a good time in a bar there. I don't think it was the bar you described. But this woman came up to me and said, oh, my God, Alan Carr. Oh, hello, Shred. I used to be a coconut. And it's owned, owned by Kid Creole and the Coconuts. Oh, wow. And he moved in with one of his backing singers. And that's the most amazing introduction ever. Hi, I used to be a coconut. I, I was like, I my God, like, what has this woman drank? And then she went, no, Kid Creole and the coconuts. I was like, oh, good for you, love. Yeah, you might want to lead with the first part. But <laughs> yeah. it's a definite T-shirt, isn't it? Hi, I'm a coconut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bonjour, Mr. Savaland. Welcome back to the Georges Sang. <laughs> there is a croque monsieur waiting for you in your appartement. <laughs> Your captain speaking. We are on our final approach to our destination. Cabin crew, get ready for landing. Cabin crew, get ready for landing.
The lights of Hawaii are in front of me. We are just about to land. That means it's just time to do our quick fire quiz. Are you ready, Kiefer? Here we go. Okay. Yes. Hammock or honeymoon suite? Honeymoon suite. Mojito or mint tea? Mojito. Street food or not in the mood? You've already answered this. Yeah. Street food. Yeah. Speedo or I don't think so. <laughs> well, I'm British, so I'm going to have to say Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> We're so proud of you here. And then also, tip them or fuck them. And that's basically, tip them or fuck them. You know, when you've had good service, do you always leave a good tip, Kiefer? Or do you go, I'm Either- never going to see him again, I'm out of here? Even even if I've had kind of not great service, I'll leave a pretty good tip, and I'll just think that person's either not having a good day, good day, or this might turn them around. Um, it's 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 more of a deal here in the U.S. because they don't get paid a livable wage. So without the tip, they really are in trouble. Um, so so and and it really is very different uh, in Canada. They they get a decent wage in Europe I know that they get a decent wage uh, but in the States they really don't I mean you, you just you couldn't buy a box of candy uh, with what they get paid so so I've just become accustomed to tipping but if I have really good service uh, I then can go and be kind of over the top with it but I, I just think you know I've got it to give so yeah yeah tip them you're a bloody good guy Keith you are and thank you so much well, and, it's and, been and, an absolute pleasure. I can't thank you enough. And, oh, well, listen, uh, we're going to come and see you. We're going to come and see you because we actually love the album. And please bring the beard, okay? <laughs> I will. Thank you guys so much. All my best. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for flying Alan Air. Our Kiva, that was so much fun. You are always welcome on Alan Air. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget, live service.